You're listening to Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, a podcast devoted to helping you with your walk with Jesus. We do this by looking at the scriptures through devotions and messages every week. For more information, you can find us at gardeningthewell.com and would love for you to connect with us over there. Uh, You can visit our blog, you can visit our bookstore, and you can connect with us and shoot us some feedback. Send us questions, maybe something you'd like to hear an episode on. And with that said, uh, let's jump into it today. Welcome back to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. We pray that you're doing well today. Uh, Recording this on a nice morning, nice blue skies, uh, crisp skies. It is uh, October when I'm recording this and it got me thinking, when do you put Christmas decorations up? Now, if you celebrate Christmas, um, Christmas is one of my favorite times of year. Let me ask you this question. When do you put the Christmas decorations up? Do you put them up? Are you one of those people that puts up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? I know I, I may have struck a chord with some of you on that, but I'm really curious. What goes into your decision-making process where as to when you put up Christmas decorations. Are you the, the type of person that waits till like two two weeks before Christmas or are you putting them up uh, right after uh, Halloween starting in, in, in November? Uh, we, my family and I, we tend to put the tree up before Thanksgiving. It was always just easier for us uh, and hopefully, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christmas person, but what goes into your decision when it comes to that? And the reason I'm asking you that is because that's exactly what I want to talk to you in the couple minutes we have for this week's devotion is uh, decision making. What goes into your decision making process? How do you decide which way to go on any given situation? Like, oh, what, you know, what movie, what do we go to eat? How do we spend our money? You know, any, anything along those lines. How do you make it? What really goes into your decision-making process? Because I think at least, you know, if, if we boil everything down, we make decisions one of two ways. One is we run just right into it and we just go with our heart, we go with our emotions, we go with our ideas uh, and our plans, or we seek wisdom. Uh, from other people. And the reason I'm asking is last night at my Bible study, and I've told you this over the uh, last couple episodes or, or a couple of episodes back, has uh, been going through Second Samuel with my uh, Bible study group. And I came across a little thing just in passing about King David. And it really stood out to me. You know, sometimes when you're reading the scriptures, those, you'll read a little thing that not a lot of people pay attention to, but every once in a while, it's those things that stand out to you. And this was something that stood out to me about David last night, and I didn't even really have it in my notes. It just dawned on me when I was getting ready to uh, just go over and going over everything before uh, the group got there. But let me just set the, the story up for you really quickly so you have an idea what's going on. Uh, King David's son, Absalom, has uh, pretty much overtaken the nation of Israel. Uh, He has won the hearts of the nation of Israel. He was doing the uh, political thing of kissing babies and uh, shaking hands for about four years. And he's literally overthrowing the kingdom. 
is ripping it out from underneath the feet of David. And what has happened is because of that, David has left Jerusalem. Uh, he has left because he didn't want the city to be attacked and people be killed because of the, the family feud, if you would, that is going on between him and his son Absalom. And so David has left. Absalom has come in and pretty much just taken over the throne, taken over the nation as king. And so we have that happening. Well, David has left, and he has a couple thousand men that have gone with him, uh, the elite fighting forces, some of the soldiers, and things along those lines. But taking over the nation wasn't enough for Absalom. He wanted to go out, and he wanted to kill David, his dad. That way he didn't have to worry about anything. And so in 2 Samuel chapter 18, we have uh, David, he finally gets to where he, he's staying and he gets his men, uh, his men set up, his troops set up and divided into units and things along those lines. And he has set them into three groups of, of troops. And if you know the scriptures and you know David, one of the things about David is this. He was very gifted when it came to military might, military leadership, and things along those lines. When it came to fighting, when it came to war, when it came to military, David was at the top of his class. And so he has set his men up. And they're getting ready to leave the city to go out and fight against the nation of Israel. Because this is pretty much a civil war, if, if, if you want to use it that, uh, that language. And so David gets his men together, and they're getting ready to go out of the city. And something really stands out to me. David says this in 2 Samuel chapter 18, uh, right at the end of verse 2. David goes this, he goes, The king told the troops, I myself will surely march out with you. And so what does David do? He goes, you know what? I'm going to take you out. I'm going to lead you out into battle. Now, here's the thing about David in and around this time. A lot of scholars think David is right around 60 years. We'll, we'll say for argument's sake between 55 and 65. Give us a little bit of wiggle room there, but he, he's in that age range and he goes, I'm going to go out and fight what is. That's what David wanted to do. That's what his heart was. He goes, you know what? I, I'm going to go and fight. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit back and not do anything. I'm not going to let you go out and fight for me, for my protection. And I'm just going to sit back here and do absolutely nothing. Not happening. I am going out with you. But here's what got me. Do his men say this back to him? And this is verse 3 of chapter 18 in 2 Samuel. He goes, but the men said, you must not go out. If we are forced to flee, they won't care about us. Even if half of us die, they won't care. But you are worth 10,000 of us. It would be better now for you to give support from the city. The king answered, I will do whatever seems best to you. So the king stood beside the gate while all the men marched out in units of hundreds and of thousands. And that is what stood out to me. David wanted to go out to battle. He wanted to go out and fight. But his men said, no, you would do us better by staying in the city and supporting us from the city, whatever that looked like. And so they give David this advice which is completely opposite of what David wanted to do. And David takes it 
And that's what gets me. He took their advice. He goes, okay, I'll stay here and support you from the city. Like whatever you think is best, that's what I'm going to do. And here's my question for you. When you have to make a decision, do you listen to or seek advice from other godly and trusted people in your life? Or do you run headfirst into a situation and you don't give your decisions much thought? You don't give them much uh, emotion? Or maybe you just run right with your heart and right with your emotions and, I, and your thoughts and your ideas and your plans. Like This is just what I'm going to do and so I'm going to go and do it. Because David gives us an amazing example of the downfall of that type of decision making. You know, a couple of chapters early, uh, earlier, David should have been out to battle with his men, but he didn't seek any of their wisdom. Should I go? Should I not go? And you know what that led to? David being bored and ended up committing adultery with Bathsheba. Here, David got advice, and it was completely different. So often, we run into our decisions with our emotions and our thoughts leading the way. Well, Jeremiah tells us that the heart is deceitful above all else. And so when we're leading and allowing our emotions, our worries, our fears, our anxieties, our joy, our adrenaline, our excitement, anything along those lines guide our decision making, we could very well be doing the exact opposite of what God wants us to be doing. You see, David sought wisdom this time. And David didn't do that the first time, and they ended up sinning with Bathsheba. But here he sought wisdom. He got advice from the people in his life that he trusted. And you know what he did? He took it. He listened to them. I'm like, that really, I, I don't know if this is something that David learned through the course of his life. Because I, t- I told you, just a few moments ago, that David is a, is in and around 60 years of age. And and I think maybe when David was like younger, maybe 20s, 30s, that this isn't something that he would have done. He would have just went out to battle, even if his men said, no, it would be better for you to stay here. And we kind of do that when we're younger. We, we just kind of run with things. And as we get older, we learn to slow down, to take advice from other people. Somebody that has been in that situation, somebody that has walked through the fire, somebody who has gone through that range of emotions. And David got advice. And what really gets me is this. The advice that he got was the complete opposite of what he wanted to do. Sometimes we don't take advice, we don't receive advice, we don't act on advice from somebody else because it's the exact opposite of what we want to do. We acknowledge the advice, oh, thanks for letting me know, I appreciate it, but you know what, I'm still going to go and do this, and whatever this is, is changes all the time. But oftentimes we take advice knowing that if it's the opposite of what we actually want to do, then we're not going to receive that advice. But you know what happens here with David? The advice that David receives from these trusted men in his life is what God wants him to do. And 
David wants to run off in the battle, but that's not what God wants him to be doing. And so God is giving David advice that is in line with his will. And so David actually takes it. Are you taking advice in your life when it comes to decision-making practices, if you would, in your life right now? Are you allowing people to speak into your life that you trust and listening to what they have to say? And here's the thing that that comes back to advice, and I would encourage you to do this all the time. That no matter who gives you advice, that you actually go back and you you double check that with the Lord and go, Lord, I'm 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 wrestling with this situation, and so and so is saying this, and so and so is saying that. Are are they right? Is the advice that they're giving me right? Is this what you want me to be doing? Because I have learned in my personal life that sometimes the advice that is given to me that is opposite of what I want to be doing is exactly what God wants me to be doing. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, The church that I pastor now that I've been uh, pastoring for over a decade and a half, the only church that I've ever pastored is not the church that I wanted to come to. I I was going to be stationed, so I didn't have any control over the church that I was going to go and be a pastor of. And honestly, I did not want to come to this church for a couple different reasons, which we can get into another episode. But I didn't want to come here. I wanted to go to another church. And my wife looked at me a couple times and said, no, we're going to be going to Cherry Street. I think God wants us to be going to Cherry Street, and I, I think you should be okay with it. And all, all those types of things she kept telling me. And I'm going, no, I, I don't want to go there. It's not going to work out. I it, It's not for us. I, I think you're wrong. And she just kept feeding me these little clues, these little pieces of advice, of, of leading, of we're, we're going to Cherry Street. That's where we're going to be. And I didn't want it because I didn't want to come here. And then the day happened where I was stationed to come here to Cherry Street, and I had to look at my wife and go, yeah, you're, you're right. And after a decade and a half, a little bit more of being here, I could look back and see God's hands going, you know what? I was wrong. If I had decided, if the decision was up to me and I made the decision based on my emotions and my fears, because a lot of the reason not wanting to come to this church was because of fear and worry and anxiety. If I based my decisions off of those, then I would have been outside of the will of God. And so I just listened to other godly people in my life during that situation and allowed the Lord to work. Are you doing that with your decisions? For us to have a healthier walk with Jesus, to be in line with Christ, who will be obeying the Lord and what he has for us, that involves you asking other people, people that love Jesus, that trust Jesus, and that you trust them. Go, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And hear what they have to say. Don't disregard it. Don't go, that's the opposite of what I wanted to hear, so I'm not going to pay any attention. But hear what they have to say. Listen to what they have to say. Bring it back to the Lord and pray about it. Go, Lord, they're saying this and they're saying that. What do you think? Are they right? And then at the end of the day, whatever the Lord is leading you to do, step out in faith and do. 
even if it's the exact opposite of what you wanted to do, like it is here with David. Because God will work in those situations. And so let me ask you once again, when it comes to your decision-making process, are you going at it alone or are you seeking godly advice? Not just from the Lord, but from those people that God has placed in your life. Hopefully this has been a blessing to you today and that it's given you something to think about. If it has, I'd love to hear from you and you could send us an email at guardingthewell at gmail.com and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you've listened to this episode and it's been a blessing to you uh, for you to hit that like button. Uh, to subscribe, to leave a review uh, or a comment, depending on where you're listening from. But I would really appreciate if you hit that like button and uh, I would really, really appreciate that. And so hopefully you have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You take care.